that there's people in Washington, D.C. who've gotten so used to spending other people's money without any type of accountability that they're destroying the country and they still don't believe that they're causing the problem. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. And this is another episode of Fact Check. Derek Van Orden has been endorsed as the Republican candidate for the 3rd Congressional District. The party renewed its endorsement unanimously at their caucus on April 9th, right here in La Crosse. Incumbent Ron Kind, as you know, has announced that he will not seek re-election. We have a very special guest today. Derek Van Orden, you just announced that you raised over $900,000 in the first quarter. Tell us about your fundraising and how much you think will be spent on this particular campaign. Well, our fundraising is going very, very well. We ran the number one congressional challenger campaign in the entire nation from Prairie du Chien. And uh, people don't know where Wisconsin is. They had to find that. And now they've got to find Prairie du Chien. So what, what this is indicative of is that people around the state, around our district, and around the country, like-minded conservatives, have simply had enough. And they understand what it takes in 2022 to get someone elected to office. And that means you have to raise a lot of money. Uh, in order to get your message out to folks. So I'm incredibly thankful to all of our donors who have decided to put their faith in me to go to Washington, D.C. and try to take back the country from these folks who, quite frankly, are um, they don't share the common American values that we have for decades in this country, and they want their country back. And that's what this shows. Clearly, there is momentum in your favor, and I agree with you there. What are the challenges you face? Well, I mean, I face the challenges that anybody does running for office. I mean, this is a very uh, strenuous job. You know, I'm on on call seven days a week, traveling the district all the time. I'm on the phone talking to people all the time. Matter of fact, I just ran into a guy. I was a couple minutes late getting to the studio who I saw Van Orden for Congress bumper sticker. And so I pulled over next to him and introduced myself and took a picture with him. How great is that? It was really nice. It's it was really, really nice. He was surprised to see me and he said, you know, keep the faith that he's praying for me and my family, which I appreciate greatly. And I get that. And that's what it's going to be like in office when I'm representing people. I expect them to pull me over at dinner. I expect them to stop and say, hey, man, what do you think about this? And for me to answer their questions, because the, the job title that I'm running for is representative. And there's a lot of people, including the person that's holding the office right now, that, that seem to have forgotten that. Some people who are in elected office think that their title is your lordship. Hmm. And that's just not the case. And that's a real problem with D.C., these people have separated themselves and they look at us like there are betters and they're not. The people in Washington, D.C. and the elected office here in La Crosse and around the state and the country, they're our employees and they need to remember that at, at all times. And, uh, you know, I come from very, very humble uh, circumstances and I appreciate every single thing that I have. And I know that every day when I get up in the morning, I need to make sure that I'm doing everything I can to make my country a better place for my neighbors, and my family. Inflation is raging out of control. The most recent government numbers show that the producer price index soared 11.5% and the consumer price index was up 8.5%. What that PPI number, the producer price index, is telling us is we're headed towards 11.5% consumer inflation probably within the next 60 days. We know that a lot of this Inflation is being caused by huge deficit spending out of Washington, D.C. What can we do to bring this back under control? We've been holding a bunch of roundtables around the district, and we just held one in Eau Claire with uh, it's a women's roundtable. So we had nurses, entrepreneurs, stay-at-home moms, we have college students. To a person in that room, the women are saying that they're having a harder time 
raising their families and getting along in business because of this incredible inflation. So one of the examples was um, the traveling sports teams. And people are having problems getting their kids to traveling sports teams because of the cost of gas. Another uh, woman has a son who has um, pretty extensive medical problems that has to be seen in Rochester. So making those round trips over to Rochester, Minnesota, to the Mayo Clinic, is getting more and more difficult every single day. So Sarah Jane and I raised our four kids on a single enlisted person salary. So I know how to live on a budget. And right now we live with my enlisted retirement. That's our sole source of income. So we know how to live on a budget. There's people in Washington, D.C. who've gotten so used to spending other people's money without any type of accountability that they're destroying the country and they still don't believe that they're causing the problem. And I spoke at a Pints in Politics and it was a kind of funny thing down in Grant County, which is just one of the most beautiful parts of the district, honestly. And uh, it was at a pub. You know, it's, we're a tavern culture. And uh, I was joking and I said, look, uh, in order for you to identify a problem, you have to understand that the problem exists. And Nancy Pelosi had just done a press conference saying that big government spending does not cause inflation. So Nancy Pelosi is addicted to spending our money. And she refuses to believe that her out of control, radical spending is causing inflation. And it just simply is. So we need people in DC who have lived on a budget who will say no to these extravagant things that the government is spending money on that we simply cannot afford at this time. And and that's what I plan on doing. Well, they're completely out of touch with reality. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. They're District 1 from the Hunger Games. (laughs) Exactly. They they don't understand that gravity is real. And it is. And it's hurting everybody. Um, I have not spoken to a single person. And I speak to hundreds of people every week because I'm always on the road. I haven't spoken to a single person that has not brought up the fact that this inflation is hurting them personally. We're in the top three consumers for natural gas for heating homes in the entire country, Wisconsin's third district. Guess what? That's up 40%, and it's going to be up another 40% coming up. We're in agricultural districts, 400% increase in uh, fertilizer. So you get this producer price index at 11%. You add that on top of the fertilizer costs and the fuel costs and the lack of parts because of the supply chain crisis. You think food is, is bad now? Stand by. It's going to get uh, worse and worse and worse. We did a um, visualization of a supply chain. So we had a farmer, a trucker, and a mom. And each had them each go through and explain exactly how this inflation and the supply chain crunch is crushing their business. The farmer can barely afford fertilizer. That means mm-hmm. that you're going to have lower yields. The trucker's having problems with his fuel costs and spare parts, which means that the getting the produce that's finally produced into the store is costing more. And the mom was saying she's got to go around and talk to her friends and pass around coupons to figure out the best place to buy something. I mean, these are real problems, real problems that were caused by out of control, radical government spending by Nancy Pelosi and terrible policies by the yeah, Biden Yeah, bad policies. It's so terrible. You bring up the situation with fertilizer mm-hmm. and, and energy prices, obviously affected by the situation in Ukraine, which is heartbreaking it and is. unimaginable of epic proportions. Correct. I'm not necessarily advocating boots on the ground. I don't want to see us you know, lose an American life if we don't have to. But what should we be doing? Well, I am absolutely 100% not advocating for American boots on the ground or any NATO troops on the ground. Absolutely not. Uh, some of my background, I was stationed in Europe for three years, and I worked the uh, counter-Russian and Iranian malign influence in Europe problem set. I'm intimately familiar with what's taking place in Ukraine. I was instrumental in developing the war plans that the Ukrainians are exercising right now. 
Um, so I, I know what the heck's going on there. And I got to tell you this. The only person that is responsible for the invasion of Ukraine is Vladimir Putin. 100% is on Vladimir Putin's shoulders. But Vladimir Putin has cable television. And he watched the President of the United mm-hmm. States abandon thousands of American citizens to terrorists in Afghanistan. Okay, everybody saw that. And that emboldened Vladimir Putin because the sacred duty of any president of the United States, the commander in chief, the chief executive is to protect American citizens. And Biden did not do that Mm -hmm. on a galactic scale. So that emboldened Putin to invade the Ukraine. Um, And it simply has to stop. Here's what the Biden administration has to do. They have to make it crystal clear to Vladimir Putin if he steps one foot into a NATO country that we will crush him. Uh, Article 5 of the NATO treaty has to be sacrosanct. That's the collective defense portion of the NATO um, treaty. So we have to make sure that we do everything we possibly can to contain the conflict in Ukraine. And it's horrible for the Ukrainian people. My heart goes out to them. Why Um, didn't we give them the MiGs? Because the Biden administration doesn't understand what it takes. So... A lot of people give President Trump a lot of a lot of uh, guff, right? But he told the Germans to their face, if you become dependent on Russian energy, you're going to have problems. And they did. Uh, he told Putin to his face, if you invade Ukraine on my watch, you're going to have problems. Vladimir Putin didn't invade Ukraine on uh, Trump's watch. So what the Biden administration does not understand that in order for you to negotiate effectively with people like Vladimir Putin, who is a savage is you have an iron fist in a velvet glove. Mm. And as soon as they don't respond to really appropriate methods of negotiation, you take that velvet glove off and you show them the iron fist. And that's what should have happened with the Biden administration vis-a-vis the negotiations with Vladimir Putin. And they're just horrible at their jobs. So Secretary of State Anthony Blinken should be fired. Uh, Secretary of Defense Austin should be fired. Chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff Milley should be fired. Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor, should be fired. All of these people are absolutely terrible at their job, and it goes back to Afghanistan, how they abandoned our brothers and sisters. I mean, that could be your brother or your mom or your dad or your son or daughter that was left in Afghanistan, and that emboldened Putin. It's just every day I wake up and I, I, I look at the news of the day, and I think, my gosh, I can't believe it. it this is so crazy. Surely things are going to start to become sane again and make sense, but it just doesn't happen. Every day something crazy happens, and uh, the U.S.-Mexican border is being overrun right now. I saw a report last night that they've apprehended 24 terrorists crossing that border. What can Congress do to stem the tide of this uh, illegal flow into our country Assuming Republicans take control of Congress, what can we do to stop this situation? Before we do that, let's frame the problem, because you can't really understand the problem unless you can frame it properly. So uh, since Biden has taken office, over two million illegal immigrants have entered the country, two million. Um, There have been 756,000 illegal immigrants, adults, released into the United States since Biden has taken office. Uh, Add to that 146,000 unaccompanied children and an additional 620,000 gotaways. So the the Border Patrol calls people that have escaped into the country without interacting with the Border Patrol gotaways. So that 620,000 people that have entered the United States illegally, that's 12 times the size of the population of La Crosse. 
since Biden has been into office. If you add the other 756,000 adults and 146,000 unaccompanied children, that's 1.5 million people. That's 29 times the size of the population of La Crosse. Illegal immigrants have either been intentionally released into the country by the Biden administration or have gotten in around the border patrol. That is simply unsustainable. So there's last year, there was 11,200 pounds of fentanyl that got into the country. Over 90% of that came through the southern border. That's enough to kill 2.8 billion people, over a quarter of the Earth's population. I went down to the border because I was talking to our sheriffs and our police here in the district, and we're having young people overdose on fentanyl here in Wisconsin. So the, It's pretty common, actually. It's pretty common, which should make people understand that there's a solution because quite frankly it was not like this 14 months ago so fentanyl comes from precursor chemicals or a manufactured chemical in china if it's a precursor chemical it's brought into mexico it's made into fentanyl there then it's smuggled across the southern border and i know this because i went to the border i went to the border with uh, tony gonzalez he's a republican congressman a fellow navy vet went down and talked to our border patrol talked to our sheriffs local law enforcement ranchers and farmers and saw the desperation in their eyes because their hands had been tied by the Biden administration. And it simply was not like this before. So last year on Biden's watch, over 100,000 Americans have died of fentanyl overdoses. It's the leading cause of death for Americans aged 18 to 45. And it simply has to stop. And to, to your question, Bill, what can we do? What can we do to stop this as members of Congress? Um, we are given the power of the purse by the Constitution. So we're going to have to essentially look at the monies that are being expended by the executive branch and simply not allow them to spend those monies. But we're going to be holding water, I think, for two years until we take back the uh, White House in 2024. Hopefully we get the Senate in 2022. We're going to take the House back in, in 2022. And then we have to look at this collectively. How do we how do we reverse the incredible negative things that the Biden administration has done since they've been into office in these last, it's not even been two years. It's just shocking. Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible uh, how much has gone wrong when we look back and we, we remember the prosperity of the last year of President Trump's presidency and to see where we are now, it's just hard to believe that things can go this wrong this fast. Derek Van Orden, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your thoughts. Yeah, we appreciate having you on the show. It's always a pleasure. Come back and chat with us again. I know you have a busy campaign season, but you'll make time for us, right? Of course. Okay, excellent. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. And this was another episode of Fact Check. We encourage you to join the conversation on our Facebook group, Fact Check Wisdom with Bill Fian, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.